Standard Gains Podcast, episode 32, take one. Here we go. And today? Today, we have a guest from the UK called Mo Samuels. And we talk about a lot of things, about his fitness journey and how he actually recently went from more fitness to calisthenics. Exactly. And we're going to talk about some epic business stuff as well. And also, he started his YouTube journey, funny enough, very similar to how I started my YouTube journey with one video, Body Transformation, that exploded. And that's super interesting. This is a super epic episode. I hope you enjoy. And the most important question of all, who is Mo Samuels? Um, that's a bit of a tricky one, really. Obviously, I'm most known for fitness and YouTube. Um, I call myself a content creator. I, like, I've never referred to myself as an, as, an, as an influencer or anything along those lines, but I'm just someone that likes to create content, like tell stories, make videos. And then I'm most primarily known for or things started to take off for me in that kind of sphere with fitness and other things. So long story short, um, I was hospitalized pretty young. I got like a lifelong condition in my leg that's like never going to get better. Um, like degenerative, play the world's smallest little violin for me. Um, and basically, I spent a lot of time in and out of hospital. And then I found fitness through that, wanting to be able to walk again and other things. And then that kind of spiraled into making YouTube videos about it. That took off, did a transformation video. And then from there, I've got into like a lot more mindset stuff. And then I also like to go out, party and have fun as well and stay fit, healthy, in shape and <laughs> do crazy things pretty much that's, that's my life that yeah. a... so there's about 5,000 things in one minute I think we could uh, discuss I guess <laughs> that is the, that's the fastest who is and then the guest yeah we've ever had um, and I don't, don't think anyone is going to beat that uh, anytime soon but uh, no, no that's uh, that's pretty epic yeah I, uh, I've i seen your transformation video I think what, what year did you upload that 2016 I, I can't remember man I was about 19 years old so it's probably like five six years ago when i did it so maybe yeah it sounds about right i think it's 2016 yeah okay okay so then then that video we i, I uploaded a video as well similar to that so i think mm. both both videos did sort of the same path so that was uh, that was funny i checked that out great minds think alive <laughs> there we go nice let's start with what you're probably best known for at the moment which is the fitness and what i find mm -hmm. interesting is a while back i saw that you've been switching quite a bit to functional training um mm. so as you probably know well stan is a lot into functional or only calisthenics. Mm -hmm. I always do a mix. How was that for you? Why mm -hmm. did you decide to to go there? Yeah, yeah. So basically, um, I felt like I, com I completed the gym. Okay. I just started. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Um, well, I'm half joking. So I've just I've trained for so long, man. I've trained since I was about 15 years old, and um, it's obviously you do something for. Like I was obsessed. Like when I say like obsessed i mean very obsessed i used to spend like three hours a day in the gym and i'd never think anything of it like it's just kind of my life it's just like the same as getting up in the morning brushing your teeth like it's just what i'd normally do and i did that for for like three four five years so now i've trained for 10 years in total i started when i was 15 i'm 25 now and it just got to a point where like okay like i'm pretty happy with the way i look i don't really want to get i don't care about being much bigger um i don't like i'm arrogant enough to be like yeah i look great yeah. in, the, in the morning in the mirror and i don't really have like any kind of like i've never well at this point in my life i don't experience any kind of muscle dysmorphia or anything along those lines that a lot of guys do so it got to a point where i was like okay i've won shows i've competed um i've got the physique that i've always wanted like what do i what do i do now and it was um i remember chatting to you actually about calisthenics yep. before i yeah, yeah, before I did any, you were telling me about a front lever. I had no idea what it was. <laughs> yep. And yeah. Can you do and, it um, by now? Because with your physique, yeah, yeah, really? I can. Well, that's can. impressive. Yeah. What was your progression when you started? When you when you tried it for the first time? Um. So I started off like basically with calisthenics. I started off. Uh, I, was, I was living in Portugal, and they were in lockdown as well. And there was only a calisthenics park to train in. So I started training at the calisthenic park. 
Um, I just wanted to be able to muscle up. Like that's all I wanted to be yep. able to do. So uh, started doing that, got the muscle up. And then it was only like a few months in that I started to actually train for a, or, or try and do a front lever. Cause at the minute I do like a, a bodybuilder. Obviously I have to keep like that level of aesthetics and muscle. So I do like a bodybuilding slash calisthenics split. So basically weighted calisthenics in my training. But I'd say a few months, man, the progression with the calisthenics, cause I had that foundation of training yeah. was ridiculous. Like it was pretty ridiculous how, quick I progress that. Yeah, out. that's what, I, what I'm thinking. I mean, you you got to have some decent strength for that to be able to learn that within a year, mm. if you if you can do that within a year. And you're also, well, I mean, you're, you're very lean right now, at least if that's what I've seen in your stories and your posts. Mm. Um, but you're not the lightest person out there to do a front lever. No. What, how no. much do you weigh right now? Um, at the minute, so I've been I've been indulging in toxic behaviors the last <laughs> week and basically just been getting food with a the, with the girl for like a week solid. So I've gained about two kilos, 87 at the moment. Okay. But... But yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to like overall, like you guys are saying with the functionality stuff, I'm trying to, I'm, I want to bring my weight down. Um, so I want to sit around like 80, 85 uh, consistently and just lose a bit of, lose a bit of size. Cause I'm into skydiving as well. And yep. it, at the minute, um, I'm too heavy for my parachute. But <laughs> <laughs> too, just yeah. too heavy for your parachute, right? How, how does one yeah, find out yeah. you're too heavy for a parachute? You just find out, you man. Just find during, out. During you're falling. falling. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, if you're really too heavy, uh, then you're, you're definitely going to know about it. But but basically, the heavier you are, the faster you go. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's quite fun being too heavy, <laughs> but equally it could be quite dangerous as well. So you should probably lose a bit of weight uh, or get a bigger parachute. Like, <laughs> doesn't sound very fun. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so wow, we're so going all over the place, which well, is pretty cool. I mean, um, I, yeah. I want to stick to that sort yeah. of uh, journey, mm, yeah, journey yeah. a little bit more. In terms of um, you started, and in terms of your journey fitness, when did you link it to YouTube, and why did you link it to YouTube? Why did you start YouTube, or was your transformation one of your first videos? No, so it's a it's a weird one. I, I've actually been I've been making videos since I was like ten years old, man. Um, like ever since I was a little kid, I used to make these like, I used to, uh, well, I still do, but when, like my life when I was younger was surfing. So I used to surf all the time and make these like surf videos. And uh, and then I'd make like jackass type videos, like little squeaky 10 year old me. So I've always, always been like a content, a content creator. I love to create, create like visuals and create things. And uh, I'd actually, I'd actually been doing, I went to uni, I started doing like fitness, fitness things. And it's like, it's, I can't sugarcoat it. It's a very, I don't know what the word is, very egotistical way of starting. But basically, um, I had a girlfriend at university at the time and she used to have this friend, Sean Thompson TV. I don't know if you remember, anyone remembers him? No. Uh, he was like, like one of the first Gymshark athletes that was like a normal person. <laughs> And, and uh, he was like, I used to uh, like, she, she was like, oh, I've got a guy, my friend makes YouTube videos, blah, blah, blah. She, she showed me his, his YouTube videos. And I was like, I uh, like really, really liked him. But I was like, his physique is pretty shit. Like, it's terrible. And he's like sponsored by Gymshark. He's getting these hundreds of thousands of views. And I was like, I look way better than him. I could do that easily. <laughs> <laughs> so then I started to, uh, started to, to make YouTube videos. I was, I was, I'd started training, like I was training anyway at this point. And I realized, quickly realized that it wasn't as easy as it looked, but I kind of like fell in, fell in love with the process of like content creation and training and putting the two together. And then um, came out of his transformation video. Obviously that blew up and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And then you got, then you got signed by Gymshark. Mm, I did. I got signed by Gymshark, which is pretty good. Cause that was always like, when I first started, that was like, what, like the goal, like I want to be sponsored by Gymshark. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do, do we want to go a bit into there? Because of course you are no longer sponsored by Gymshark. Um, yeah, yeah, go into yeah, it. Man. Okay, go well, what happened? I have a very like, uh, 
<laughs> how are you going to word this? I'm interested. Yeah, how am I going to word this? Basically, no, just be I'm uncensored. Far... Just be uncensored. Just yeah, tell yeah. us. Uh, okay, yeah. Basically, uh, I'm low-key rude as fuck. So, like, for example, I think there was, like, I'm a, like, you got British, obviously you got British banter or sense of humor or whatever. And I, I'm like, I dish it out and I take it to my friends, blah, 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 blah. Long story short, like the non-PG-ness of my YouTube content, Gymshark really didn't like it, came to a point and they were like, can you stop making videos like this? Or can you stop saying these certain things? And I was like, no, I can't. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, see you later. <laughs> so long okay. story short, but that's basically, yeah, that's basically it. I thought was mm. part of that, the fact that you show certain party lifestyle and maybe some uh, mm. substance abuse or substance, at least certain things. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> people are going to be like imagining me like focusing cocaine. No, 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 no. I think obviously, I think yeah, that's kind of that's kind of one of the one of the things. I I go out a lot. I like to party and other stuff. Um, but I think it's a pretty, pretty a combination where they like if they wanted to portray a certain brand image, I'm not willing to conform to that image entirely. With the like, because a lot of my content is going out, is like meeting girls, is having a good time, um, and then that combine that with the like me being me and not willing to change and being stubborn. It's, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. But I, I felt like I done it. It was fantastic. I met some all fucking awesome people from it and like i don't regret anything but but now i'm with vq and like i couldn't be happy with them to be honest like, i wouldn't go to, well not to go into it but yeah but i have like yeah there's no like oh i wish i was back to gym shot like, i'm perfectly content with where i'm at plus i i think in general it's just good right you are who you are which also makes your brand strong and i don't think you should change mm. for a sponsor i in general no one should i think definitely i really respect that and i i, I respect both both parties both sides actually i mean if one wants to uh, maintain a brand yeah. Uh, image based basically then i uh, sort of respect that i mean i do think gymshark right now does have a few sponsors uh sponsorships with people that are well basically similar to the content you make right now but i do think mm. they are very aware of the content and what they bring out and they try to keep it all positive vibes basically yeah yeah i think i think they've changed a little bit as well with the um obviously they go through phases they've evolved as a company and i think they're a bit more a bit more lenient with it now because I think they went for a phase where they wanted very specific um, like conformative content but they seem like they're a bit more they don't mind so much no 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 definitely not when I'm, I'm working together with them right now and I think I have very broad topic videos which is not necessarily just fitness based or not just True. I mean informative or and they uh, they seem to love it um, which is awesome awesome that they support that content as well they just like the I have an insane amount of creative freedom so that's my take. Yeah. But I think that's that's the cool thing to see, right? So it's Jim Sharp, but it's also probably VQ, and it's you as a person. We all evolve and our brands evolve and we learn as we mm. go, right? So maybe if you would have been a, an athlete for them now, you know, maybe things would be different. But as you said, you're happy yeah, now with VQ, VQ and that's, is, that's is also super big, you, of course. Yeah. yeah. That, that's awesome. VQ is so, now supporting you, mm, so that's, uh, that's pretty yeah. epic. I want to go back to something you went over super, super fast in the beginning of your story, which is, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, your your like and the the fact that basically through mm -hmm. fitness you were able to to walk, walk or i don't know how, how serious was it um yeah so uh, it's that's a, a hard question but yeah whatever you want to want to discuss of course yeah no no, no i'm an open book okay. you can discuss absolutely anything with me like i literally i couldn't 
I don't mind. Okay, um, cool. you, I'm unoffendable, I like to think. So, well, I probably we, not, can try. But, <laughs> we can try. We yeah, can try. You try your best, you're probably going to fail. But, um, but yeah, with the with the leg thing, so I have a condition called lymphedema, which is basically you've got your lymphatic system, which is involved in the transport of uh, tissue fluid and other things. If Say if you bang your arm, your arm swells up, like that's going to be like tissue fluid being in, like causing the swelling. Um, and that's involved in like other things such as your immune system, um, the, the transport of fats and various other like removal of waste products from your, from your cells. And with me, so as if you imagine, it's almost like a vascular set, like your veins. If you imagine like a second set, which is your lymphatic system with me, I've, it's damaged, uh, like somewhere, somewhere like around my groin. So everywhere below that in my left leg, just basically it doesn't function very well. So that makes me prone to infections. If I cut my leg, I can uh, get like septicemia or blood poisoning, sepsis. Um, it means I have to wear a, a leg support on the leg all, at all times, et cetera, et cetera. And basically with the condition, um, what I was referring to earlier is I managed to get an infection in the leg, which I don't know if it did turn into sepsis or not. I think it, I can't remember. But I basically uh, got a condition in my leg, um, got an infection in my leg due to the condition, went into my blood, ended up being hospitalized. I had to have surgeries to like manually clean out all the crap from my knee joint and other things. And and yeah, man, that was kind of, I've had a, few, a couple of those, less than ideal, but that's what the kind of kickstarted the whole transformation video thing. I lost so much weight. I was in the like 60, I think it was like 67 kilos maybe. Um, so 20 kilos less than I am now when that happened. Uh, lost loads of weight, was super ill, was told like they, they didn't know whether I'd run again or anything because of the arthritis that can set in due to yep. the cartilage damage from it all as well. But yeah, man. Um, and, and has fitness no. really helped you to, to improve? So has it improved due to fitness? Oh, 100%, 100%. So yeah, it's, uh, I think I'd be in a very different place with if I didn't have fitness or didn't find fitness in terms of like, who knows if I would have fully recovered because I would, uh, <laughs> I haven't really told many people this, but, but when in, in the recovery, when I, when I got released from hospital and the doctor was like, oh yeah, we don't know if you're going to run again. Or it's like, you, you might not be able to run normally again, which is the biggest thing. Um, what do you say? I was in my head, I was kind of like, yeah, fuck you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I like, I like ignoring the guy, but I would, um, I would, I was so obsessed with like getting, getting back to where I was and more. I would, cause when I came out of hospital, so I'm kind of going all over the place. When I came out of hospital, my knee was pretty much locked out like this. So I couldn't fully straighten it. I couldn't fully bend it. I, I had like a couple of degrees of motion in it. And I just, I wanted to get like fully mobile in it. So every morning I would stand in the shower and as hard as I could try and bend my heel to my glutes, to my ass. Yep. And I'd do it to the point where I'd be like in tears, crying in pain in the shower, just because like I was so determined to, to get back to that point and beyond. And then it's kind of the fitness and that complemented that. And that's how I got so into fitness and like giving it all from a fitness point of view. I think that's super inspirational though, to see that no matter what people tell you to, you know, if you believe in something, and of course, like with certain medical conditions, you know, there's, you can't reach what you've reached, but mm. not giving up and pushing through. And now, like if you, if you do squats, how much can you, what do you squat? Yeah. So in, you're gone. No, no, that's, yeah. yeah. So I was wondering like, how does it affect your fitness in a way that, well, obviously fitness helped you, but in a way that it, uh, if you compare yourself to others, like PRs and stuff like yeah. that, how, how is that going in the gym? How are you lifts, your deadlifts, your, your squats? So interestingly enough, since I've, well, the last like year I haven't done, or I don't, I don't deadlift squat or bench, not because of the leg, but just out of preference. Yeah. Um, I just, I just don't like it anymore. But um, dude, yeah, I used to be freaking strong. Yeah. So well, I, my legs were never a massively strong point actually, but I could probably wrap out like, I don't want to exaggerate. It's on my YouTube if someone wants to find it. Um, I could probably do like 
four plates on squat for like five reps maybe and then i'd like i maxed i haven't deadlifted in like three three years but i could i think i did like 260 max deadlift um, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't like, I don't, don't let it affect me in that sense. Um, so much. Yeah. Cause that's why I ask. So they tell you, you probably, or you might not be able to run again and then you squat four plates and yeah, you deadlift 260. So I think, <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. I think that's, that's, that's crazy. That's well, first of all, it shows how determined you are and how much you push through. But second of all, also, I think it could be super inspirational for people who might struggle with something. Right. And if you're like, I don't know if I can, you know, there's only one way to find out, just give it everything you got. Um, yeah, I think it's super cool. I think I think a lot of people underestimate the underestimate what they can what they can do. Yeah. So it's it's like obviously self limiting beliefs, blah blah blah. I think if you if you believe you can do it, you can do it. And that's like that's why I, I choose to ignore a lot of a lot of people and they're like, You can't do this and like watch me do this. <laughs> yeah. But then it, then again, man, like you said as well, Bob, it's like going going backwards a little bit, you say uh, or a lot of people say it's um inspirational and inspiring and like I, I appreciate that as well but I also think that it's 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 just a matter of playing the playing the hand that you've been dealt so like obviously everyone has issues from someone else's perspective they might seem like bigger or smaller issues than their own but to that person's reality it's like it's just an obstacle to overcome and it's like what else can I do you know there's no other option so I mean you say that but there's always two choices right you can either fuel the victim and say like oh it's so shit I can't do this mm. because and th- unfortunately there's people who have that or you are what you do and say okay well this is just a fact so how am I going to deal with it and how am I going to make it better those are your two options, I think. Yeah, that's basically what you sort of said, right? Yeah, yeah, I like that quote. Um, yeah, I like that quote a lot. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's what he said, but then yeah, you say, he yeah, said there yeah, was no yeah, other yeah. option. There's always two, unfortunately, two options. But, yeah, um, okay, okay, that makes sense, yes. Yeah. No, uh, 100%. So we've uh, basically seen your fitness journey, your entire uh, wall, and some of a very inspirational journey as well. A little mm. bit more to, uh, well, uh, calisthenics, I think. Yeah. Uh, functional yeah, yeah. functional training, well. that's epic. Mm. Let's get a little bit more into sort of the business side. You started YouTube and did you ever think about it being like a business decision to, well, you ov- obviously created content, but like making the transformation video, which looked kind of optimized, it was mm-hmm. sort of. So did you, what do you think when uploading the video and what kind of thoughts and business ideas did you have and did they turn out right? No, so in terms of the YouTube thing, like I've, I've really neglected, I say neglected, like I've never, I, I never set out to make any money from YouTube. Like I, I've, that's never been the goal since day one. Like the transformation video dude that's got like 10 million or well, 15, I don't know what it is, um, is like, uh, is, is copyrighted. And like, I've always called me stupid, but I've always, maybe it's just an ego thing, but I've always favored like in the uh, first few years where I was like really producing YouTube content, I would get videos copyrighted so I could use a certain song because I didn't care about making any revenue from the YouTube videos. So yeah, man, I've never, I've never thought about it from, from that aspect. And obviously now the last few years like, I've been pushing to monetize the social media more, but equally I'm still in this like, this mindset of like, I don't want to go down that path of, I don't want to rely on it. I'd rather rely on something external unrelated to the comings and goings of social media if that makes sense yes. oh yeah that that, that 100 mm. makes sense and mm. that's i think when, when we talk about business what what kind of business uh well areas venues avenues have you been going what what are the businesses you have yeah so we've got motec labs which is a pre-workout company so we make supplements pre-workouts kind of like mental melt your cerebral 
cortex <laughs> melt your brain uh yeah yeah um so we we, we do those um that's one of the one of the biggest things that we do and then also i've got something called ret as well which is real evolution training which is my with myself and a friend of mine tom so we do content on mindset lifestyle and fitness and social skills well mindset fitness social stuff for young lads um, so let's say more red for pill example, yeah yeah, yeah, kind of a little bit, yeah. um, like not not fully not fully down that down that path, but we do delve in it as well. So those kind of that trifecta of things, um, and then we go into content relating to that and like create this community for young lads that might feel a bit alone or struggle with those things. And then in t- those are kind of the two main things, independent to the the YouTube. And then I don't know, man. There's always an inkling of me as well that just loves to create videos. Uh, so like, this is. I know I should be niching down more, but but I do this just for fun. Like I've got a lot of friends in the music industry as well. Like if they ever want ever want help with content, and they're my friend, I'll be like, yeah, let's make some videos. But I do that for free the most of the time. Just like I love making videos, man. Awesome, awesome. Yes, yeah. that's epic. Let's get a bit into mm-hmm. the the Motec Labs. It's actually funny. Mm-hmm. We Stan and me had a or we have a different channel where we discuss a bit of crypto, and uh, uh, we had some other YouTuber who was doing the the editing for us uh, called Magnus mm. Bolken. Um, oh, I know him. Yeah, yeah. I know, because I know he's a he's a fan of you, I think, and a friend or <laughs> whatever. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah, nice telling, that. yeah, he was telling me about that he was taking your pre-workout. And mm. I mean, I think it's quite a bit stronger than most pre-workouts, at least if I had to mm. believe it. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I also think he told me, and or I saw it on your website, I'm not sure, that you made in a way that it doesn't affect your sleep as much is that correct or yeah so so we've so we've got a um we've got a couple of products we kind of we're, we're pretty minimal on the on the different products that we produce we've got three main products um two of those are like high stimulant crazy pre-workouts yeah. and the third one is a, a non-stim pre-workout called wobs dilate and the dilate one is what he's referring to that's basically a a pump product so it's, pa- it's pump uh, packed full of pump uh, precursors and other things to to like enhance blood flow, et cetera, et cetera, in the gym, make you get a better pump. But then rather than putting stimulants in there, we've got like a, a light coating of nootropics and other things. So it's not gonna not gonna affect your sleep. You're not gonna get that adverse effect that you get in terms of if you're taking a lot of stims, it causes vasoconstriction. Um, so obviously that's not gonna be great for a pump. Whereas we're kind of putting in ingredients that complement each other rather than cramming a load of stuff in it's going to ruin your sleep it's going to melt your brains that's kind of our product that's like okay yeah you can take this a little bit later cool. i don't know about you guys but um i used to be so reckless of my pre-workout <laughs> use when i first started training man i i yeah so i think well stan have you ever do you ever take i pre-workout? never take work yeah. pre-workout i thought so I, really yes i always just um mainly use like a, a bca sort of monster mm. just that that's my pre-workout i think that I get why people would like it, uh, but like that tingly feeling and everything, I, I, it just messes with my focus. Mm. I mean, but I'll send, I'll send you some. We'll change that. Okay, okay, <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, so I've taken quite, especially when I started in the gym. I, I took a lot of different pre workouts. Some of them were then illegal because they were too strong or other things. So we had to buy them in Germany. Well, like Jack three D yes. or yes, yeah. <laughs> that one was uh, really well. And I did it. I actually had a discussion with a friend of mine. We did a workout yesterday, and that's the guy I used to do workouts with when we started. And he would always have a different, an additional scoop of beta aniline. Oh just, yeah, 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 yeah. And now he switched to only taking beta aniline because now there's okay. apparently research showing that that actually gives you better results and a longer, or like in the gym, um, mm-hmm. which 
the reason he took it back in the day was just because he liked the tingly feeling. So sometimes he would just take it only just to get the tingly feeling, sort of. Um, yeah. It's yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a massive fan of the tingly feeling. No. But you'll definitely get. You'll definitely get the tingling feeling with the, the mob style. Like. It's got. Got niacin in it as well, so that can, uh, like, because of the dilation from that on the capillaries, can actually make you go very quite red if you're not used to it. But, but yeah. we'll, we'll try it out here, Stan. We'll do a workout. Yeah, so, so, <laughs> right. No, but I, I think I think the um, so the the diet the, the I originally used to love the hardcore stimulant stuff, but like now I don't really like like you were saying with the um, how it can almost be a bit too bit too yeah. much or that's what i kind of gathered um now my, my go-to is literally the, the non-stim stuff and yeah you might get a little bit of tingles but it's not gonna like mess with your okay. brain and okay. feel yeah okay interesting. You in a coma. interesting yeah definitely interested in that okay we'll see yeah we'll see, we'll see. nice so one more business thing so you are also into music is that hobby mm. like djing or is it actually like getting a serious business yeah so it's something that I want to get. It's, it's kind of in the middle at the moment. Um, it's like in the, I feel like it's in the transitionary stage. And it's another one of those things that people are like, oh, you're, you're never going to do that. The people have told me I can't do that. I'm determined to do. But uh, I don't really speak about this much on my on my social medias just because I want to keep the two entities separate. But in terms of music, man, it's like the, the thing that I really love and I'm really, really passionate about. But it's just the, the time required to learn to produce music and it's there's no shortcuts there's no cheating it it's like anything if you want to become an expert at it there's no, no course that you can buy like the only way to get good and become that expert level is to sit in a room by yourself for thousands of hours with no with no reward or anyone telling you like anything and then it's only once you've like committed that time that you might get somewhere with it so so yeah i feel like at the minute it's in that transitory stage it's really really picking up um i'm getting a lot of gigs a lot of sets at the moment but the but there's two different things so it's like on one hand there's djing which is fun but on the other hand there's music production and creating music which is the which is the the thing that separates the people that really really want it i think if that makes sense so there are gigs so you are getting booked and you are having uh uh well you're playing yeah yeah so i'm flying up to flying up to edinburgh on thursday which is pretty exciting that's gonna be the first like First, say international. Technically, it's uh, it's another country, Scotland, but it's within the within the UK. Yep. So first, like flight, I'll be getting to DJ, which is super exciting. Um, I'm playing playing on Monday in another city as well. Um, played a couple of times this week. So yeah, I'm pretty pretty busy, man. Pretty busy making money from it, which is good. But like again, it's um it's 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 not about the money. But I know the money makes the world go around equally. But I just I just fucking love the music so as far as i've seen there's lots of video mm. creators content creators that also if they do like the like they have a passion for creating it adding and stuff like that they also seem to really like music and editing in that way um at least that's what i've seen around me because i would love to learn it as well but it's just mm. i don't have the time at all i'm not i'm yeah. not i'm not gonna have the time in the next years because it just takes like you said it takes thousands yeah. of hours by yourself um yeah. making trash music uh until at some point you get something decent and people say hey i actually kind of liked it and then you still need some mm. ten thousand hours more um so that's basically the entire thing so I, I do see some correlation there that whenever you like creating and just liking to create things from nothing 
there's music in there as well. So it's awesome that you actually got to do that. Um, Reminds me of Ben Polson. So we had a guest yeah, exactly. about a month ago, Ben Polson. He's the winner of Australia Ninja Warrior. Um, and mm. we didn't really know this, but he is really into producing music as well. And one of the things that he's been trying to get his name out there, because he just did it when we had the conversation with him, was trying to create tic uh, viral TikTok music that people would hop onto uh, trends. Yeah, yes, great idea. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, it didn't really work. The it's one the, he tried the first, at that the point. The first one he tried, but he, yep. is still, he was still working on it, uh, uh, well, very intensively, I think, and he's spending a lot of time. But yeah, um, it just is, he is a full-time YouTuber creator right now uh, trying to upload once a week, I think. Well, if, if that's your goal, then there's no way you're going to get enough time, basically, for, for making music that really is on a level that you probably are um, with actually getting booked and stuff like that. Um, so that is, uh, that's pretty epic that that is working for you. That's awesome, man. Yeah. It's a, it's a difficult one, dude, because you can't, as you guys probably know, you, you can't have it all. That's like something I've realized in the yep. last few years of my life. Like you, there's only, you've only got a finite amount of time. And if you spread yourself too thin, then everything is kind of not going to go very well. So, so the sacrifices are having to be made and will have to be made, but it's just a, a matter of priority. Yeah. yeah, that was a question I was actually, uh, in terms of music, that's good. That's doing quite well right now. Then my guess mm -hmm. is YouTube and other social media content right now is on a low end for you right now, probably. Mm. Yeah, so I don't really want to, I'm not going to reveal too much, but, uh, but it's, not on, it's not on the low end. Okay. So that kind, of forms, that kind of forms a foundation, the, the YouTube things, and I'm really, really pushing that at the minute. Um, but in terms of like other areas of my life, uh, like I've had to very brutal with my time because like there there is only so much that i can do I, I, I felt like a few years ago i went through a phase where i took on so much stuff because i just was taking on everything saying yes to every opportunity that everything started to kind of fall apart or slip a little bit and then it's almost like okay i don't want that to happen again so at the moment i'm just very very conscious about where my where my time goes and what i what things are worth focusing on I noticed that when I was trying to invite you for this podcast, but I'm happy you uh, mm. you decided to to give us a bit of your time. So um, we do really appreciate that. Yes. No, no. Thank you for the invite, man. No, it's thank it's you. super cool. I all of this really, you know, basically leads to a question I have that we always ask all of our guests: like, what does a standard day look like for you? Because it feels like it's, well, yeah. I yeah. What's a standard day for <laughs> fill you? Fill it in. Fill yeah. it in. Wow, I could give you my uh, my. I, so basically. Um, I don't know if you, you're going to put this in at the start, but I mentioned at the start of a podcast that I'm currently, my sleep pattern is all over the place at the moment. Um, so because I've been playing, uh, DJing a lot, um, I've been not sleeping until like 6am because I might be playing at 3am and then I, I prioritize sleep. So if I'm not sleeping until six, like I, I'm getting up at 1pm. Um, but that varies a lot. So I, I love to get up early. I feel like the morning sets the tone for the rest of the day. And like, I like to watch the sunrise and have like a very strict and regimented morning routine so normally if i'm not playing uh what i'll do is i'll get up like six half six i'll meditate for 20 minutes i'll then go for a don't always go for a walk but the two things that i do every morning is meditate and read and then i'll have like a, a journal and a plan for the rest of the day so again this normally varies but i'll do i'll work up until about 12 uh 12 one in kind of like a, a deep work state from the morning after i've read meditated doing like a a key essential task that I've set myself, normally YouTube, um, not really admin stuff. I don't really go on my phone in the mornings. And then I'll do 12 to 2, I'll do some like shallower, shallower like admin stuff, get back to emails, et cetera, et cetera. I'll eat because I normally fast until about lunch. 
Then I'll train about 2 p.m. And then I'll go back into like a, a deeper work block uh, after I get back from training, which is normally about four till four till six, seven, eight. I work too late. It's really bad. And then I'll do a, and then I'll do a couple of hours music production after 8 p.m. And that's kind of kind of my the way my ideal day would be. But at the minute, I've been going to bed at 6 a.m. and getting up at 1. <laughs> I mean, that's we, we've heard that quite a lot. Yeah. Quite a lot. Yeah. Like, not just the regular day, standard day. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, to make this your a day that happens a few times a month, that, uh, that that's... Oh, yeah. I mean, I can definitely relate. And I think we have a common connection who uh, has really been pushing maybe both of us to do a st structure like this, um, mm. which is pretty funny. Um I see Stan looking at so Iman, we both know Iman pretty well, and he was yeah, really, yeah. really big into exactly this routine, basically. Mm. Uh, and maybe a thousand things more, but I think keeping it, you know, not too big, your morning routine is pretty good. And there's one thing that I find funny, and I don't know if it's deliberate, but you have your workout ideally around 2 p.m. Yes. Um, is there a reason you do it at 2 p.m.? There is a reason I do it at 2 p.m. So I don't know if it's the same reason as you. I'm assuming that you train around a similar time, but I've experimented super, like I won't train super early unless I have to. Yep. Um, similarly, I won't train super late unless I like, unless my day has gone terribly. Um, but, but yeah, the reason I train around 2 p.m. is just fine. It's like in terms of my meals, if I fasted, uh, it's a couple of hours before I've eaten. Um, I'm in a, I've got a solid chunk of work done. So it kind of breaks up my work for that day as well. So I'm not just doing a massive block at once. And as well, if I have any stimulants or pre-workout, which I, I don't do all the time, um, I don't really, I, I try not to have caffeine after 2 p.m. So it, it just, everything just kind of aligns for 2 p.m. for me being the being the perfect time to train. Yeah, and, and there's one more thing. Guys? Well, I, there's one more reason. So um, our body mm. temperature actually rises around 2 p.m. And it doesn't matter mm. if you are working or eating before that or whatever. It's just something that happens. And what you will notice between 2 and 4 p.m., uh, for, for most people, of course, it could be a bit different for everyone, is that you are really shitty at focusing when you're working um, because also your body temperature is elevating. There's a lot of processes happening in your body. So you are getting distracted super easily. You're not very productive. So if you use that time to work out and around 4 p.m., it's when you can become more productive again. Um, so it's it's an ideal time to work out. The only issue is chances of injury go up a little bit because you're, again, not as focused, even if you go to the gym. But, you know, you know what you're doing. Oh, wow. I, n I never knew this, man. That's really interesting. Yeah, so that's sort of We talked cool about thing. this recently. Yeah. So that's, uh, but I, I guess for a lot of people, why they do it in the, uh, well, basically sort of middle of the day is to break it up. At least that's for people that, uh, I, I think a lot of- What time do you work out, Sam? Around, right? around like yeah. three-ish. So it can be- Two, but it can also be four, um, but it is mm. to sort of break up some work. Um, but then it's completely different for me because I br if I do it at four, it literally breaks up my work, but then I eat afterwards and then I go back to work. <laughs> so it breaks up my, my work between like dinner yeah. and yeah. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. I do, I do like a morning session every now and then, but I, I just find consistently speaking, it's like around 2 p.m. is pretty best. Yeah, I, I like a morning, yeah, I mean, a morning session with, we went to France and I really like morning sessions there when you go like to, when you're uh, just on holiday or you're somewhere else and you get the workout done and for the rest of the day, you have just random stuff doing. So that's, that's basically what I really like in the morning yeah. routines. Yeah, I tried 6 a.m. workouts for about a year. Um, so I'd wake up at five, be in the gym at six. It, it's kind of cool because once you're done with the whole day and it's, but the issue is that you can't really go heavy. If you go too heavy, your whole day is going to be shit. You don't have that much strength yeah. yet. Um, 
and it's like social life wise at 8 p.m you have to tell your friends sorry but i'm i'm gonna go home because i have to sleep soon because i have to get up at five yeah which i don't think is an option for you no not not particularly well i do i do function very well off um off lit like i get off no sleep but there comes to a point where i hit a hit a very abrupt and sudden wall and i don't like to get to that get to that stage you know so I, I know how important sleep is it's gonna be like uh what's up mo we wanna we wanna book you for this gig no i can't i gotta wake up at six <laughs> yeah. gotta get my workout in <laughs> oh no there's no don't you worry like i will literally play anytime anywhere regardless of whether i've had haven't slept in like 72 hours <laughs> the workout so i'm at the stage though okay where the workout will the workout will not happen over playing a music I, so, that that's from i yeah, mean yeah. for most creators that's probably the except if it's like really these fitness like 100 fitness creators yeah. probably prioritize the workout um mm. but uh yeah i would prioritize getting a video done on time for certain reasons than a workout yeah I've never gone, man. Oh, I was just asking for people listening or watching right now. Is there any way where they can find your music, or is that something you really want to keep like under the radar for now? No, no, no. It's it's fine. I just um just don't really. I just keep the two things separate because I just want it to grow organically, you know. But but it's, if you search a site A C I T E on Instagram, SoundCloud, haven't got anything released on SoundCloud at the minute, but I've got an EP coming out in the next months. Um, a site on Instagram is where I post most of the stuff. Cool. But yeah, um, I can't remember what I was going to say, actually. It can't be that important. I mean, we'll make sure that the link is in the description and yeah. the show notes for sure for people. Yeah, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. No, exactly. Yeah, no, I, I said that dep depending on goals, people prioritize something else. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, I remember what I was going to say. I was going to say, like, I've never had... Um, it's, it's very weird because I've, I've always prioritized over like, the last few years, gym over everything else as in like if i had a youtube video i would would even if it is 1am i would go get to the gym that day like it was just like the same as breathing like i wouldn't even think about overthinking i think that's what i know it's very easy to say like what i when i was more focused on training for like aesthetics and size and other things i used to get i still do but i used to get a lot of people being like this guy's on steroids blah blah, blah and he's, he's lying about it but it's like i know it's such a cliche like fake natural thing to say it's like i don't think those people that say that can put themselves in the same paradigm as, as me when it comes to like what I consider normal, normal work. As you guys probably know, like from a, from a business standpoint, from a fitness standpoint, like there's, there's work and then there's work. And it's like the, the way that you, the way that you see it is purely subjective on or purely individual. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 100%. Mm. And it's just whatever you prioritize and whatever is normal to you. I mean, if I, uh, there's lots of people that prioritize fitness in that way. Uh, and there's not a lot of people that prioritize creating videos in that way. And I would, that's just my priority. But for other people, it might be uh, something completely different. Uh, it could be school, for example, that they prioritize school, which is maybe they're pressured into it or just they really want to uh, uh, do something on school there themselves. But yeah, that they, they just be like, yeah, I work, I, I work till 3 a.m. And you don't know how hard I work for school. Well, I mean, that's how hard you're working for your workouts. And that's basically the same level of, work ethics but they see it as you're just working out an hour a day and uh how are you getting these results i'm not getting these results mm. yeah i think you've got, i think you've got to think like like I'm, I'm doing more of what you're doing now in terms of like i will prioritize youtube i'll prioritize music over the training side of things um 
But I just think it's like you've got to pick the you just got to pick the things that really matter to you, don't you? And just like focus, like really, really laser vision on that those couple of things in order to make them work. Yeah, 100%. and 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 there's no wrong choice. It's just pure preference, and just wherever you're willing to, whatever you prioritize, whatever you're willing to put in the 130 percent work instead of the 100 percent work in basically, uh, which is what uh, what for me is yeah, it's creating videos, creating content, and getting everything as perfect as possible. Um, in that sense, but yeah, that's, I think that's, that's a wrong choice, which is not making a choice. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, which is also what yeah. you said, Mo. Like what you did a few years back, and I've gone through that phase, and maybe you as well, Stan. That especially if you're like you know you're trying to build a business, or there's so many opportunities, and there's so many things you can do, and it's so easy to lose yourself in that and just say yes, 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 and then everything will be done like half or yeah. pretty shit. Um, so as long as you choose what to focus on, I think you'll be fine. And if you really commit, of course. I have one, I want to go back for one sec when you said steroids. Yeah, so mm. has that been, you know, I've, has there been a time where you were really like, okay, I might start using or I should start taking steroids or what's your like thought process there? Yeah, 100%. So I think um, if I didn't have the issues I had with my leg, I probably would have taken steroids very young. Um, Cause like I said, like I was absolutely obsessed with the gym. I'd spend like three hours in there sometimes. Yep. Um, Dude, I would train legs three times a week. And I don't mean like like a, a little like fluffy leg session. I mean like listening to like death metal, like thinking I'm like some warrior going to war, like like absolutely going to failure at every set. So yeah, I was I was like obviously it's too excessive, but yeah, I was ridiculously um into the gym and a lot of my friends started taking stuff, especially on social media as well. Like if you've got big guys that are bodybuilders, they're all taking shit as well. And if I yeah, if I didn't have the condition of my leg it's more than likely I would have started taking gear. But then it's like, okay, so if I'm injecting stuff into my glutes, for example, with the immunosuppression with my leg, it puts me at risk for infections, which is like very, very, very bad. And then the effects in your immune system as well. And then also, man, the, the other things as in like, I was had a little bit of acne when I was younger, um, genetically predisposed to hair loss as well. Like if I was on gear, I'd be completely bold. My hairline's pretty mediocre as it is anyway. So it's like, it's just a personal preference. I have nothing against people that are on stuff, but I think at this stage in my life, it's it's not worth it. And especially as with the, in terms of the my goals regarding training and other things, like I, I am too big, like for the way I want to look, like I don't look in the mirror and think I'm small. I look in the mirror and think I'm too big. I need to get smaller. It's like, why would I, why would I take shit at this stage? Yep. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, dude, that's pretty much it. But I don't want to completely disregard the, I think like when I'm older, I plan on going on TRT and testosterone, testosterone replacement therapy. But it's obviously very easy to say that. And when, when I come to it, am I going to be like, nah, but I've, I've always thought about when I'm like 30. 30 What's the reason like, for like, that? Just like long, longevity and health reasons. Well, I say longevity, just so you, you feel young, you have that energy again, you have that same sex drive, you have that, um, potential to build muscle. And also, um, I read anecdotally that Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk are also on TRT as well for the way that it changes your brain structure and your your thought patterns and the way that you actually think about things, which is another interesting thing for me, like that, that go-getter, like fucking kill it kind of mentality, you know, is associated with testosterone. Oh, I yeah, mean, I, I had people ask me lately, like, because, you know, mid-30s here, so people asking, like, hey, you mm. go to the gym a lot, do you take TRT? Mm. I saw it as a compliment, because yeah. they did it after me posting some shirtless photos, so I saw it as a... It's it's difficult. I, I did, I've i done some research on it. I don't think it's going to be my thing. Um, no? Interesting. 
Yeah, it's it's because it's still like putting something in. I I really am reluctant into putting things into my body. Even like mm. if you have a headache or anything, like a small painkiller, I'm really into like let's try not to go there if if not needed. And also, it's a lifelong choice, right? DRT. It's kind of. I think people. So I'm no expert at all. Like obviously, there's people on social media like Josh Bridgman and um, who's a good friend of mine who's, who, who takes stuff and is very open about it and is very clued up about it. Um, but I think it comes down to the individual. So it's a bit like a genetic lottery. So in the sense you can take, uh, you, you could, let's say you run a, a, a steroid cycle, like really young, you could run that cycle and, and have like absolutely nothing to come off it in the correct way, or just like go cold Turkey on it. You could be completely fine and have no issues whatsoever, or you could get completely shut down as far as I understand, and then kind of screw up your endocrine system for the rest of your life. Um, so it's like, it's a lottery, a lottery in that sense. And, and also for me at the a young age, another thing is like, it's so funny speaking about this. Cause I'm like, uh, I know there's people out there be like, this guy's definitely on, like analyzing my every like non-verbal cue. <laughs> yeah. like, like, Oh, he touched his neck. He's like, um, yeah. But, but yeah, but yeah. Um, another thing would be in terms of fertility as well. Cause I do want kids. Um, and it's like, it can have, the, have an effect on, on fertility, which is why I wouldn't be inclined to do it when I was young or maybe until I've had children. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. Yeah. So no, I'm, I think I'm a bit similar to Bob in terms of reluctant to putting anything mm. in your body in terms of, I guess, in that way. Pain medication, other things. I'm very similar in that sense. I know a lot of people as well probably think that I go partying every weekend and take loads and loads of drugs, but I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually very sensible. Um, I don't put a lot of stuff in my body either. So. Alcohol you do though, I think. I don't, I don't drink, dude, I don't actually drink uh, that much alcohol. It's a bit of really? a... Really? Because that's the feeling yeah. I had. Because you do put yourself in stories where you are drinking, I think. Yeah, so um, I play the majority of my DJ sets completely sober. Okay, um, makes sense. Highly sober. Like a lot of DJs do cocaine and other things, yeah. but like I think it's uh, and they like to get drunk before. But I think it's like anything. If you have a crutch, to like you, you're going to rely on it, and it's a slippery slope. Now, what I think is pretty good, and now I don't think we should spend too much time in our podcast <laughs> speaking about drugs and alcohol. We'll see what we do with this part. <laughs> my but, favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I do think is good in general in society right now is that for a very long time, especially drinking was very mm. like, there was peer pressure. Like, oh, you're so boring because you don't mm. drink or what you don't drink, what are you like? So I think it's slowly changing because to be honest, alcohol is much more damaging to your body than smoking a bit of weed every now and then, for example. Oh, I agree, um, man, yeah. And, and there's such a stigma on like, oh yeah, drugs are bad, but alcohol, no. I mean, you're you're stupid if you that's don't fine. drink it. And that's uh, that really blows my mind. And I'm happy to see that it is slowly changing. I feel like sugar and, and al uh, alcohol are overlooked by... Um, by mouth like it's it's crazy i think it's yeah i think it's crazy with the with the alcohol especially like the amount of oxidation it causes other things how it's like legal and okay to go and binge drink every weekend it's like societally acceptable it's like bro we've talked about a lot of different stuff a lot of interesting mm -hmm. stuff um what are goals what are things you have on your mind what you want to work towards and some future stuff i don't really like the question where do you see yourself in five years but i do mm. more like what are your goals and how are you going to work towards them and do you think you'll reach them do I think I'll reach them? Absolutely, man. Like I said to you earlier in the podcast, I think that if you if you want something bad enough and you're you're willing to, but it's not a matter of how, it's it's not a matter of luck, like getting to a certain place. I, I honestly believe that it's it's a matter of how bad you want it and how much time you're willing to invest into that thing. And yeah, yeah, sure you can. There's there's smart ways of working. There's not smart ways of working. But in terms of like getting to a point, it's it's raw raw time and practice that you put into put into anything so yeah in terms of getting to goals and where i want to be like i have absolutely no doubt that i will it's just a matter of how bad 
Do yes. I want it? And what those specific things are. Um, like we've touched on, like music is a big one for me. Um, that's something that I do see myself doing in the next, well, the next couple of years, uh, doing a lot more on in terms of social media, like, who knows? Uh, don't want to give too much away. Like we'll see. We'll see what You've happens. mentioned this twice now. Yeah. I want to know more. I want to know a little bit more. What do you want to know? What are you okay. hiding? What are your goals in terms of social media? What do you want to grow and, and how? Okay, so so first of all, like quick disclaimer, I feel like I'm in a in my life right now. I'm in like a transitionary period. Like I feel like I've got very good at certain things, and now I want to go on to this next cycle and and kind of learn different things and and go in like go go down a slightly different path. So with the what, when I say that in terms of social media, what I mean is like okay, let's say let's say we're gonna map out something that. I would enjoy happening. I'm not going to say an ideal because like obviously our ideals change. Like in terms of the social media side of things, music, music takes off, goes absolutely wild. I stop producing fitness content or such typical YouTube content. I focus on the music kind of pullback from social media a lot. So I'm not on Instagram so much, et cetera, et cetera, on socials and other things. I'll continue to produce YouTube videos, but as more like, messing around tour videos like complimenting the music other things like documenting that side of the lifestyle and then i'll keep doing fitness and other things as well but that'll kind of like take a bit of a backseat or that's a bit of a, a bit of a gray area but i just mean in in terms of youtube and socials like there's a lot of uncertainty about it like unless that it's a bit of a sunken like i don't want it to be a sunken cost fallacy so in the sense that i'm willing to really go hard and go in on it for the next few months but come next year for example if it isn't working out like i will i will do something else like something else creative or put my time and energy into something else so does that make sense yeah, yeah. definitely so, maybe for the listeners just sunk cost basically what it means is that um you know you've put a lot of time and effort in something and then people think i it's a shame to stop or to change because i've put so much time and effort in it which probably leads to pretty bad results. If something isn't working, you shouldn't care about what you've put in. You should care about what can I do to change to actually get the results that I want. And that's sort of just to, for sort of to add, uh, to explain some cost. Yeah, yeah. So your goal mainly right now is music and growing that and uh, supplementing that with socials that you've already built. Yeah, so, okay. So, yeah. So if you break it down to a couple of things, um, the first thing is to grow music, uh, to, to get into a position where I'm producing like beautiful tracks that, make people feel a certain way and like invoke all these emotions and make the yes. world a better place. Yada, yeah. yada, yada, yada. Um, second thing is gr continue to grow my socials, uh, grow my socials and actually like help people out and change lives via that. And uh, as well as myself and other things. And the third thing is as well, in terms of like the three main goals at the minute is to continue and like provide more financially for my mum and my little sisters and other things, which kind of ties into the first two points. So those are kind of like, that's kind of ever, the three main things I'm focused on at the minute. Music, socials, money, and providing for my family. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. And in terms of supplementing that with uh, your socials, with your music career, um, would mm. you say that you're going to do something like, do you know the Martin Garrix show on YouTube? It's uh, it's like they followed him. Do you, do you know Martin Garrix? Probably. Yeah, let me just let me just touch him. Martin okay. Geyerx was chosen the best DJ in the world for like six years in a row now, oh, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. yeah. You, you, you're, um, your pronunciation is just a little well, bit different. He, the he's one, Dutch, so... Yeah. What, what is his <laughs> uh, Martin Garrix. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll just, okay, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, I know him. <laughs> I, I, know, I know of him. I couldn't name any tracks from him, but yeah, I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay, so they followed him. It's on his YouTube mm-hmm. channel. It's called the Martin Garrick Show. They did that. I think I'm not sure if they're still doing it, but they did that quite some time ago. Um, mm-hmm. You could create something like that. It was super interesting. Lots of people found it interesting. You do have to have a name in the industry already before people mm-hmm. will probably watch that. But uh, you could check out some episodes of that, and uh, it will probably be interesting to uh, to watch because mm-hmm. I I am not even into the DJ lifestyle. Like I, it's not something that i mean i don't party or something like that but i thought it was super interesting to see his life behind the scenes uh and the way they created that in a way they created that so uh you could look into that but i was thinking about that right away when you start uh supplementing that with yeah i'll, ch- I'll check it out man i'll check it out um but no i haven't actually heard of the martin garrick show but i've just googled it youtube it oh uh okay well, nice awesome um there's another thing I wanted to get back to. So I know skydiving yeah, yeah. has been a pretty big thing for you. I've seen a lot of videos, photos, whatever, um, which I find super intriguing in combination with what you said. Like if you get a cut on your leg or something happens with your leg, it's pretty uh-huh. dangerous. So do you yeah. think, cause I think <laughs> yeah. you, you are sort of a thrill seeker in a way, but do you think mm. the lag actually enhances that sort of the, that feeling? Like I want to take some risks or I want to see where the boundaries are, or is it just, you just love skydiving and that's it? Oh, that's a tricky one as well because it's it's like how you'll never know how the two are linked, are you? Or if True. they are, if they are linked. But I, but part of me, part of me wants to say that it's because because I've had such a, I've spent so much of my childhood like in hospital and being told like the things that I can't do and like spent so much time in in pain and in a hospital bed and like not being able to walk or do anything. Um, like think, literally thinking I'm gonna die at times, man. Like I've mm-hmm. I've been in some bad ways. Uh, Part of me is like, okay, because I've had that on a subconscious level, do I want to do absolutely everything that I can, experience like absolutely everything that I can? Um, I, I think on the flip side as well, though, like I am definitely an adrenaline junkie. Like, yep. yeah, I read something on it the other day. What's the book called? I think it was, I um, can't remember. It's from a, a neurologist. But basically they they talk about how the the pathways associated with doing doing things so so like let's say for example like doing things where you're you're close to death you you get into you do something and your brain thinks you might die and then you don't die let's say for example skydiving the reward that your brain gives you is or the those that reward mechanism that circuitry is is like incredibly powerful like it's such a feel-good feeling so we get into these like habits or like adrenaline junkies where it's not so much the adrenaline it's more of like thinking you're gonna die not dying and then you feel absolutely fantastic but yeah i'd say it comes back comes down to comes down to a level of being naturally that my childhood doing doing stuff like that with my father as well and then the the leg playing a big part in it man in terms of yeah all right that that was a good question yeah that was an interesting one and uh all right that I would say that sort of was a guess already that like skydiving for fun. Um, I mean, I, I think I still want to try it once maybe, but uh, maybe I will love it. Um, mm. But yeah, it's definitely something you're, uh, you don't do just for like, you, if you do it constantly, consistently, you're loving it. You're probably having some adrenaline rush and you're- it's, it's safe. It's very safe, dude. So like, it's weird because the the first one you do, so the first one I did anyway, well, was absolutely terrifying. I hated it. Um, but then the more, the more you do the, the fear subsides and the like euphoria or the fun increases. So like, like now I'll literally fall asleep going up in the plane. Like I don't really get anxious or like, I don't really get a, like a, a fat adrenaline rush from it. It's more like 
you are yeah. you are literally flying your body, man. You you are. It's not falling; it is flying. Okay. Yeah. Do you wait to look at it? Yeah, I, I once wanted to, when I was in Bali with Iman um, for his mm. birthday. I wanted to get skydiving for the both of us, but it got cancelled last minute. So we went. Uh, what was it? Paragliding or something? Which is yeah, yeah. Which is pretty boring, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I think I'd be so scared. I mean, I think so as well. But I I, so as at well. the same time, I do want to try it. But I think I'd be so scared. Just yeah, it's I weird. was terrified. Yeah, I, I I hated the first one I did. I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Cool. So we know we know quite a lot about you now. Is there something we should know? Is there something else that that maybe you haven't told anyone on social media yet, or something that we didn't touch on? But you're uh, it's a big part of your life. Uh, not particularly. Um, nothing I wanna I wanna cover. Um, <laughs> okay, then we did well, it. nothing. Nothing that's hidden and like nothing. Yeah. yeah. So we did a good job then. We did a good job. <laughs> yeah. We we always have a few sort of final questions to uh, to end off with. Um, the first one is, what is your superpower? What do you excel at? What what are you just really good at? You can brag. Uh, okay. Um, I'd say I'd say obsession is my superpower uh, in the sense that like I've mentioned, if I if I want something or if I see something. I will get it. I will make it happen. It's just a matter of how much you desire that thing. So I think uh, it's, it's good and it's bad. Take it or leave it. But getting absolutely obsessed over a thing and making it happen is probably one of my best traits. Yeah. All right. All right. That sounds like a really good one. Yeah. I think if you look at what happened with your lack, that's a perfect example of why it is a superpower of you. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So last question. What do you think in general is going to be the next big thing? So for everything could does, does not have to be for you uh so like your music career for example but like in general we've had space travel we've had crypto for example uh what is going to be the next big thing uh, that in maybe five or ten years people are going to say oh that's uh that actually grew like insane the past 10 years <laughs> oh you put me on the spot yes, here yes uh, i got completely blank <laughs> uh first time in my life in my life i see mo like this that's nice mm, not willing to speak yeah, yeah. Difficult one, man. Mm. Are we going to colonize Mars? Colonize Mars? We've had that as well. Yeah. There's like a lot of big things that, that you might, <laughs> oh, you might have oh, seen something, I see, in, the, I see something in the news. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> He's ready. What is it? What is it? Oh, I don't know. You were like, like I know it. Oh, no, I thought, I thought you were telling me something. <laughs> oh, no. no, no. <laughs> well, it, might, it might be that you've seen something in the news, for example, or you're like... I'm, I'm literally, I'm not going to be able to answer the question okay. because I want to give like a, a good meaningful answer that I honestly believe is going to be like the next evolution of humanity. But unfortunately, I have absolutely nothing. So I'm going to, I'm going to say something, end up saying something ridiculous, like some new food source that's like <laughs> nice, slightly sweetener, sweetener than a spa tame or something. <laughs> <laughs> next big thing, a pre-workout without stimulants. There we go. There we go. There, there we, we go. go. A, pre-work- a pre-workout with that you snort. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next big thing you, you, you have to bleep that in the other work out with bleep alright um, but uh, Mo thank you so much for being on the thank podcast thank you so much man I hope you enjoyed it yeah no worries uh, yeah I really really did I appreciate you inviting me on and I nice. uh, had a great time and it's uh, it's just nice to chat to you lads and nice to meet you Stan <laughs> nice to meet you as Perfect. well man all the links to to Mo's socials everything including his music in the show notes description everywhere thank you so much Mo and uh, we'll see you next time we'll see you next time Baba Booey. Ah.